welcome to the Press Start Podcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, you and joined today by my fellow gamers and co-hosts, Brody. Hello. Kieran. Hello. And James. Hello. On the show today, we're going to be talking about PlayStation's upcoming showcase, Tears of the Kingdom and its crazy sales numbers, Overwatch 2's cancelled PvE content, and the latest on Grand Theft Auto 6. But first, Kieran. I'm eager Hello. to hear what you thought of Lego 2K Drive, which you reviewed in the week. Yeah, I did. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I definitely like was was poised to enjoy it from the beginning, just because it's mm. Lego and a kart racer, and those two things are very appealing to me. Um, but like, what surprised me is just how competent of an arcade racer it is. Like the the driving itself um, on like the standard tracks against other people classic Mario Kart style racer like all of that stuff is really mechanically solid and mm. a lot of fun and the track designs are really cool but then it's also got like an 8 to 10 hour like open world story campaign on top of that as well um, so already like a massive leg up on something like Mario Kart which doesn't really have that much in the way of like compelling single player content um, and, and that's also really cool because you get to like custom build your own vehicles from scratch with Lego pieces and they like transform on the fly depending on what surface you're driving on. Um, it's got like almost like platformer action adventure-esque like mini games and challenges that aren't just racing. Um, classic Lego humor, like all the, all the ridiculous puns and over the top storylines story <laughs> and characters and stuff. Like it's just like... It, yeah, like beyond what I was expecting, beyond just like the standard Lego fare of like, you know, it's easy, it's a kid's game, whatever. Like it just has so much going for it. Um, I was really, really pleasantly surprised. I think the only um, only major criticism I have, which I think a lot of other reviews have kind of shared as well, is that it being a 2K game, it does lean heavily into monetization. Sure. Um, which, you know, I, I think if you've ever played like any of their sports titles like NBA, you probably expect that. But being a, like a game aimed towards kids, it feels a little bit like grubby, I guess. Mm. Um, but, you know, you can kind of ignore that. It's mostly just getting extra vehicles and stuff. But yeah, if you can get around that, like it's a great game. How deep is the like the vehicle customization? Were you able to get away with some pretty crazy designs, make some kind of... Uh, more realistic kind of cars, I suppose, if you wanted. Like, could you kind of build a Nissan Skylight or something of that elk in there? I mean, if you were creative enough with Lego, sure. Like, okay. you kind of still have to build within the realm of, like, it's got four wheels. But other than that, like, <laughs> you've got... You slowly unlock, I think it's up to, like, a, a thousand... Hopefully that's the correct number, up to a thousand different, like, Lego pieces that you can build with. Um, oh, wow. So pretty much, like, you pick your, like, base of, of, of sort of different sizes of car base with wheels and then you kind of just build on top of that whatever you want yeah um all different colors and customizations and stickers and stuff you can apply as well um so yeah if you're any good at building anything with lego you can probably make some pretty cool stuff in it and the the open world aspect of it like is it fair to compare it to something like forza horizon or burnout paradise one of my favorites or is it Um, a little more streamlined than that no, it's probably probably similar to like Forza Horizon in in a lot of ways. Um, much smaller in scale. Like it's four four different maps that you can drive on, um, and they're all you know big enough, but like they're not a Forza Horizon sized. Um, mm-hmm. Probably like the cool thing though, being that you have all these like pseudo platforming capabilities, and ev- almost everything in the environment's made of Lego and destructible. Is yeah. like you very rarely, if you want to get from point A to point B, you very rarely have to like drive on the roads. You can just kind of like rocket through everything. 
Yeah. Um, so it's like, it's just really fun to drive around in. And does it have like a, a track builder, track editor sort of mechanic to it as well? Mode to it? No, all of, all of the tracks that are in it are like built on top of roads and locations inside sure. the actual open world itself. So it's all kind of baked in. It'd be yeah. cool if something like that did eventuate though. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Brody, I was curious about your opinion on this because I know you like the occasional racing game, Forza, we've spoken about before. Can you see yourself spending any time with this? Difficult um, yeah. to time, I know. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think potentially I definitely could. Like, it's sounding like it ticks a lot of the, the right boxes, obviously being accessible, um, being another, like, cool open world. Um, it probably doesn't sound like it leans into the creative side of things quite as much as I thought it might. Um what can you sort of say about the, because uh, full disclosure, I haven't had a chance to read the review and I don't actually know a lot about the game at all. Um, does it like offer much by way of like co-op or multiplayer? And another thing I was sort of curious on, does um, Lego games typically, you know, like they've got a lot of relationships with a lot of different IPs. Like does anything like that sort of, uh, you know, come to uh, fruition here? Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's, there's, two-player online co-op for like the main campaign mode um i didn't really get a chance to check that out while i was playing it because obviously it was it was early and not a lot of people had access to it um but that does exist and obviously there's you know local and online multiplayer for like the standard kart racing side of things um in terms of ip not much it's it's all original stuff um there are a few like licensed cars in there um there's a mclaren for example um cool but other than that, no. I feel like that's they're doing a season pass model, um, so I feel like that's probably something they're going to start introducing later on. Is like yeah. licensed characters and cars and stuff as part of that. Yeah, I'm excited to jump in and give this one a go. Um, like you said, Kieran, right at the top, that like it's a nice intersection of things that I otherwise love, like Lego and arcade races. Um, and I've kind of had a bit of a hankering to jump into a racing game recently. Maybe watching Drive to Survive has been the influence there. Um, whether or not that'll scratch any sort Very of different F1 discipline. related itch. Yeah, I don't know if it will. <laughs> um, but all the same, eager to, to give it a bit of a blast. Um, I will. It'll have to pull me away from uh, from Zelda, though, and I've not quite set up the segue to talk about that later in the show yet, but we will get to it in a moment. I do want to talk now, though, about PlayStation's Showcase, which has been announced uh, for next week, happening Thursday, May 25th. It'll be at 6 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Um, James, I might come to you first on this one. PlayStation Showcase, it's been a little while since we've had one. Do you expect this to be a banger full of big announcements? It depends what you want, I guess. Um, <laughs> well, what, what do you like, want? What would you I hope to see? What do I want? I don't know what I want. I, <clears throat> I don't know. I. This is I can this is your this, opportunity to share your predictions. This is essentially can, what I this can, segment is. I can see this being like Tsushima two, Spider Man two, Wolverine yep. maybe. Um, yep. Like like sequels to all of those like big heavy hitter games that Sony have already put out um which like to like is fine for me but um coming off how i felt from their last games it's not not what i'm excited for i would sure. love to see obviously more more about silent hill or the room and metal gear solid stuff but obviously yeah. if that's right re- but once again like remakes i don't getting a little bit tired of remakes at the same time so it's hard um 
Surely a yeah, Metal Gear know. Solid I'm... remake. Like uh, that's reportedly what Bluepoint uh, said to be working on, right? Am I remembering I those rumors so. correctly? I feel like it changes. The rumor changes like every week. Yeah, but, um... but like I'd, I'd imagine that would be an announcement, re- remake or otherwise, that you could get excited about. I would be excited. I just think like those games are so small, like compared to what we play now, and like I don't know how sure they'd better pull that off. I just can't. That's why I feel like it's not happening. But I don't know. It could be. It's hard to explain, but um, my dream is to maybe see a new Siren or something. Um, see more of Silent Hill, obviously, like the new Silent Hill. Uh, yeah. That would probably be my, like what I would love to see the most, but um, I think that's a little bit further away. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 not like I'm not excited. Like I'm happy to be surprised when it all happens, but I'm not. I'm not like mega excited. Yeah. Well, it goes without saying that I'm very excited for this. I mean, like the game, two games you mentioned, Spider-Man 2, I could take or leave. I'm not, I'm on the record not being the biggest Spider-Man fan in the world. Um, But Ghost of Tsushima, like I loved and I'd love to see what the next or the continuation Mm. of that series is. Or even Um, Last of Us Factions. Last of Us Factions, Mm going to be the next one I mentioned. Assuming this is absolutely the time to like reveal factions and actually go into more detail of what it is. Like we've only really been teased a bit of concept art, like the a sentence or two about how the game might work, but we really don't know anything formally about it. So I'm hoping that is the big reveal here. Maybe it's kind of how they close out, but they've got an hour for this showcase. So it's a reasonable amount of time, much longer than the like 20 to 30 minutes that like a, a direct, not a direct state of play might be. Um, so hopefully we do some, see some more of those banger announcements. Um, stranding as well. I death stranding. Yeah. That should be good. It's just yeah. going to be 45 minutes of suicide squad. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <Again>. <laughs> Please. No. Uh, Brody, what about yourself? Have you got any hopes or expectations for the showcase next week? Um, no, I think James has pretty much covered off on all the things that you would expect to see. Um, obviously, all huge IPs, very excited to see what comes next for all of them and all that sort of stuff. Um, I'm mm. curious about Naughty Dog. Like, Obviously, they've got factions going on, and I guess my hope would be for them to return to something like Jack and Daxter rather than you know, go back to The Last of Us Part 3. But I think the rumor even suggests they're working on a new IP, um, which apparently has been teased through parts of, yeah. you know, uh, the remake and all that sort of gear. So um, curious to see what they're working on. And obviously Bend, um, after sort of all the stuff they've gone through, be interesting to see, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't say I'm optimistic that we'll see more of the, or like any of Naughty Dog's new IP. I kind of feel like as long as Factions is still an unknown, we won't hear anything about that. Mm. Um, uh, I did, uh, yeah, I'm a little doubtful we'll see anything of Wolverine as well. Similarly, while Spider-Man 2 is still... That being said, though, like we've already seen a trailer. I could see them closing like with Spider-Man, but like with like a good like 10 minute chunk of gameplay or something like that seeing as that's you know months yeah. away but um i wouldn't be surprised if they because like they're not just going to show stuff in the immediate future for like an hour like because yeah. there's not much known quantity in that regard so they're going to have to show things that are coming so yeah and we know about wolverine so i wouldn't be surprised if we got a slightly more extended trailer that shows a bit of the story that's going to be yeah in the game yeah 
Kieran, uh, in my notes to quiz you guys on, I had noted down Sony Bend and Housemark as well. Uh, Sony mm. Bend, we've not seen anything from them since Days Gone, which is going a few years back now. Um, Housemark we've seen from more recently with Returnal, but again, yeah. another couple of years has passed by since that. Do you think we could see anything from either of those two? I would, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we did. Um, I think, like to to Brody's point, like we're at a point with PlayStation where there's not that much on the immediate horizon, so no. this is their opportunity to start actually teasing those like far future titles. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd like definitely there's a lot of their first per, first party studios that we haven't heard much from that I think we will. Um, Could it be Naughty as Dog, big as I, like 2016, th- like where they did? you know, five years kind of into the future? Like, could we leave the showcase knowing what the next 24, 36 months might look like? I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised because, you know, PlayStation 5s are in stock everywhere. Again, mm. like the slate's kind of clean at the moment. Like now would be a good time to just go hard on everything that they've got coming yeah. um, and reckon, start teasing, yeah, like some, some future stuff. Do you reckon we'll find out what Corey Barlog has been working on? True, I forgot Maybe. about that. Yeah. yeah. He's bound to have something. And um, they're going to have PSVR 2 stuff here too. So hopefully that yeah. extends to obviously more than just first-party stuff and maybe they've actually got some of those uh, big partnerships that we were sort of hoping for prior to launch with like maybe Half-Life Alex and stuff like that. That'd be cool. Yeah. 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 I'm like really eager to see what some of those more recent acquisitions have resulted in. Like even the kind of partnership with Bungie, like clearly Bungie still very much have their hands full with uh, Destiny 2 and there was the content release recently. But... That partnership, like, does anything more come of that in the years ahead? Or We're going to get one hour of live service games. Yeah. <laughs> like, is it around kind of platform, not exclusivity, but, like, bonuses, I suppose, like, for the releases? Because they've never kind of said that they're going to do exclusive titles with PlayStation. They're still a multi-platform developer that are publishing with PlayStation. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's it's oh. an interesting time, and I think Kieran, your point, like there are so many unknowns about PlayStation right now. It'll be exciting to see what they have to say. Yeah. Hopefully also, it's... also Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Hopefully, that shows up. True. Oh my god. Yes. Yes. Would they do that though before sixteen? They'll probably do sixteen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just another yeah. yeah another ten minutes. Sixteen in Suicide 16. Squad. It, that's it. It's it's the kind of thing though that's like. Here's a trailer for 16. It's out next week and like it kind of fades to black and here's what's coming after and you get like <laughs> a teaser for the next. Like that could be that could be cool. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Fortunately, it's not too long to go. Uh, next week showcase, very excited for it. We might need to this this podcast episode's a little late. Maybe next week's has to be a little bit late as well so we can talk about the uh, the outcome of the showcase. Um moving on though. Let's return to The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, which has sold over 10 million copies. Uh, much to no one's surprise, it's doing gangbusters. If you spend any time in TikTok in the last week, it's literally all I'm getting on my feed right now. Um, James, I might come to you first on this one, actually. Seeing as you played it ahead of time for the purpose of the review, what has been your reaction now to seeing it out in the wild everyone getting to spend time with it, seeing all of those videos circulate online. Are you getting a bit of a kick out of it? Yes. I'm not... Yeah, it's... um, It was one of those things where, like, you know, you play it and... (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) Like, it's one of those games where 
like I was as I was playing it, I was like, I'm like reasonably creative in with this, but like you can just imagine what other people are going to do with it once it hits, like mm. you know. And people have been very creative. Have like, you seen things that made you go, "Oh my god!" Like I wish I thought to do that, or like why? Yeah, did I like a lot of a lot of people have already created like battle tanks that can like <laughs> almost one hit bosses and shit that I wish that I even th- thought about. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's it doesn't surprise me. I I I thought you know th- this is a game that almost kind of markets itself, like with how everybody's creating shit, and then it goes viral, and obviously like like with the Koroks, the Korok stuff is the stuff that I wasn't expecting. So, so funny. <laughs> like I never would have guessed that was a thing. But um, here in case we are. in case you've not seen what we're referring to, people are like essentially torturing Koroks that they come across, like. The, you've got to when you encounter Koroks in the game, like you've got to return them to its partner and or like its friend companion, and you are awarded Korok seeds. But people are just taking the opportunity, to like put them on a cross and like set it alight and all sorts of horrific kind of satanic things. Um, yeah, mm. I it's saw made like a human centipede. And, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> drag them through a city while ringing a yeah. bell. I've seen like, like Korog nice. skewers, what, what? like uh, slow roasting over a fire. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what Nintendo thinks about this. Like, <laughs> these poor little Korogs. I'm sure they're um, laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure they don't care for sure. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I think it's well deserved. I think it's nuts to think mm. it's bigger than Pokemon. Um, especially when Pokemon launches across two SKUs. This is just one SKU. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people might have bought Pokemon twice, whereas this is like... People, to do those numbers with one SKU is pretty good. Pretty nuts. Yeah. Uh, Kieran, did you manage to find some time to play it among, amidst your LEGO 2K review? Are you enjoying it so far? Yeah, I've been... Um, I've been trying to find time absolutely any anywhere I can. Um, yeah. Just because... When I'm not playing it, I'm I'm just thinking about playing it and thinking about the <laughs> possibilities and, and what I should be doing and what I could be doing. Um, so I've like I'm kind of I guess I'm kind of just mainlining what feels like the main quest line, uh, letting the game kind of gently guide me because I I don't have enough time to just like hang around and and make weird shit. Um, so yeah. I think I've done like the f- like the first of or like one of four kind of major temples or whatever. It sounds you call like them. you and I are at a similar point then. I think yeah. we might be. Um, but yeah, it's so easy. It's also just so easy to like play that game for like three hours and do absolutely nothing. Oh my god! I, I texted James the other night. Like he's been my go-to person, knowing that I can't spoil anything for him. Um, and I was texting you at what, like two in the morning, James? I was still up playing it, which is <laughs> un- unheard of for me. Really, it's pretty late that I stay up that late playing games. Brody, what about good. you? It is. It is really <laughs> yeah. good. Brody, have you been able to spend much time with it? Have you shortlisted it for Game of the Year yet? Uh, not yet. No, I haven't even had a chance to boot it up yet. My copy came yesterday. It arrived from uh, Amazon. Got a good deal there. So, um, yeah, I had to find my Switch nice. today, and I like dusted the layer of uh, dust off it, and <laughs> yeah. it's, curr- it's currently charging at the minute, so hopefully it boots up later and I can give it a go. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm I'm really enjoying it. Like the crafting mechanics are just so well executed, um, and every kind of shrine that I come across, I'm like diving into it, excited about what kind of um, how it's going to push me each time. They like do such a good job of like gradually encouraging you to experiment and try different things um, with the abilities you have. Um, and it's interesting you get you get your abilities quite quickly. Um, they're not really delayed much at all. So 
I've found on occasion, I was like, oh, how do I do this? I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about recall or I forgot about ascend. And like, that's once you remember that's that the, that's at your disposal, biggest, it's like all comes together. The biggest together. challenge in the game is to remember that you have ascend. Yeah. <laughs> like I always forget it. I still forget that I have it. Um, it's given me such yeah, an appreciation 000. for the game, though. Like, I, I was telling James about that kind of first um, dungeon temple-esque sort of area that I was into and the kind of hacky ways that I completed some of the challenges, like jamming weapons together into the gears to make things that rotate that you otherwise couldn't. Um, but, like, the level of design of, like, even with the ascendability, making sure levels aren't sat directly on top of each other, maybe that works to my benefit at some point. But, um, yeah, I'm very impressed with just how meticulously designed and planned out the game all is. Um, eager to play more of it. And eager to see more people torturing Koroks. Um, <laughs> all right. Final news piece of the day that I have for you all. The PvE portions of Overwatch 2 have been cancelled. Uh, initially planned to release alongside uh, the game's launch, uh, they have been, um, or during a live-streamed announcement, the game director Aaron Kellen and executive producer uh, Jared Noose said that the development of the PE PVE experience hadn't really made the progress they'd have hoped, and that unfortunately the effort required to pull all of that together into a Blizzard quality experience that we can ship to you is huge. Um, some unfortunate news. Kieran, I'm wondering if you can help me out, because admittedly I haven't really touched Overwatch since the original came out. Can you recall like what exactly was intended for these PVE experiences, how they complemented the multiplayer aspect of the game? Uh, if you're asking me to recall something, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, no, I like, I, again, like I don't really play Overwatch, so I can't really speak mm. to, to the experience, but um, obviously it was one of those things that they'd introduced or, or said that they were introducing when they announced the second game to differentiate yeah. it from the first game. Yeah. Um, and I think so they were meant to be kind of like cooperative sort of um, PvE experiences, obviously. Yeah, well, they've... Enemies, they've, different enemies you encounter. Um, yeah. They so the have story that, missions are still in there. Correct. Which are sim like cooperative experiences as well, but not to the extent that... The, yeah, the, the I think hero I think the hero would mode would have included like its own progression and and yeah. its own sort of unique mechanics and stuff that obviously that's yeah obviously they're still they're still planning a co-op experience but it's yeah not quite the same not a not a big like poster mode like that would have been yeah Brody do you feel for Overwatch players um, seeing as this was promised and now not eventuating or is it a bit of a non-issue given that it means that the PvP aspect of the game, I guess it's bread and butter, is going to be better supported? Um, it sounds like they're still trying to put some kind of story events into the game still, like through that continuation yeah. battle it sounds like they're probably sort of thing. But so sounds like they're probably yeah. aiming to recontextualize a lot of the content they were planning for PvE. Uh, like through different channels. So I don't think yeah. it's going to be a, a huge loss, I, I guess, in that sense. And I would almost, like, while I'm not a fan of this game, like I would almost rather that level of transparency to for them just to come out and say, look, this wasn't working. Uh, the mode wasn't coming together. Uh, we're still going to deliver some stuff for you, but it's not going to be what this is rather than, you know, ship something that people aren't going to like. Because they obviously already went through a pretty rocky launch uh, that, you know, a lot of, had a few mm -hmm. people offside anyway already. So no, I, look, I, I don't think it's a bad thing that they, got on the front foot about this I, th I think it's pretty good for the optics of it all yeah mm. I guess it's like 
I'm trying to remember what the exact expression is now, but like uh, rather than release a bad game, it's better to kind of, you know, concentrate your efforts and extend. Michael Jordan's quote. (laughs) Anyhow, I think it makes sense. Like in terms of releasing something that is insufficient is to actually concentrate all that efforts into the aspects of the game that they know that they can improve. I did wonder if this was an, like a kind of mistake made around the production of the game in terms of like defining the scope of what this was all going to be. And if it just um, exceeded expectations as to how much work it was all going to require, I wonder if they made an error, uh, presumably a number of years ago in defining what exactly this was going to be and maybe kind of promising it too hastily. Um, it makes me think of like Halo Infinite. In but a yeah, way. obviously that's a question we'll never find out. How so? Uh, just in that, you know, they sort of promised all this stuff through like development pipelines that they didn't really understand maybe. Now, I, I would have thought like the people yeah. behind Overwatch would have had a better idea about all that thing as it's not their first rodeo, but yeah, just sort of reminds me a <laughs> well, little bit. I kind of hope the people behind Halo would have an idea But too, they hadn't but really done live service alas. stuff before, like to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they no, still have it. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> um. James, what's your take on this all? Like, we tend to be more of a kind of single-player or cooperative group of gamers. We don't tend to play too much of the PvP sort of stuff. Do you think Overwatch 2's player base is going to suffer, potentially, from this cancellation? Um, uh, I actually... like I sunk, like, 60-ish hours into Overwatch. Um, I really enjoyed into it. Into the original, too? Yeah, the original. Um, yeah. And we, we, uh, the group that I did that with, we played again when Overwatch 2 launched, and obviously we were like, this is the same. <laughs> like, there wasn't a lot different. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> But I always thought, like, this PvE situation that they kind of used to justify it being Overwatch 2... Mm. Um, was a good idea because, like, the, they had this, like, you know, rich cast of characters who you could do some cool shit with story-wise um, by having, say, bespoke PvE missions and stuff. Um, and there were some PvE missions they did as time-sensitive events for the original Overwatch, and they were all quite good too, but they were, you know, not... that The, the promise to me was that stuff like that, but but better. Yeah. Um, what was your question, though? I don't know. You're answering it. You're sharing your opinion on I, it. Yeah, like, I I don't know if just doing what they've been doing for the ages is going to be enough, but then I feel like Overwatch still has quite a loyal following, so... Yeah. Yeah, like, I guess I, mean, I guess my fine, concern was, like, I, the loyal following that loves the multiplayer aspect of it, they're still going to be there. I doubt you're going to lose them as a result of this mode not eventuating, but maybe there were kind of new players they could have drawn in. Like, I'd have been interested in playing a PvE experience in Overwatch, less so the PvP side of things, but... Yeah. Yeah. Would, yeah, I, would I really have played Overwatch 2 if there was PvP, PvE added in? Yeah. That's hard. I think, there's, this I think there's potential, like, if you look at something like League of Legends where Riot's kind of really diversified the gameplay experiences that you can have in that universe, mm. there's, like, so many other spin-off yeah. games and other things that you can sort of get into it, and even, like, Arcane, like, the show and stuff. Like, I feel like Overwatch yeah. has so much potential in that area because I see all these, I see them bringing out all these new cool characters. Mm. You know, I see stuff from the, like, ov- like all the cinematics they do. Like, if they were to bring out a you know a single player first person shooter in that world i'd probably play that because it looks cool yeah so i feel like 
I feel like instead of trying to stuff everything into one game, they're probably missing out on potential to broaden it a little bit as well. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. I've been meaning to watch Arcane as well. I think I watched the first episode. I need to go back to it. Again, like games, there's too much to watch on TV. It's hard to find the time. Um, I do have a rapid fire question for you all, though. Maybe it ends up being a little long-winded of a rapid fire question. We'll see what sort of discussion it kicks off. But Take Two's financial report includes an exciting tease for their financial year starting April 24, which people have taken as a suggestion that GTA 6 will be slated for release somewhere between April next year and March 2025. My question for you all is, do we get GTA 6 next year? James, let's kick things off with you. Uh, what if... Well, no. I, maybe it's like, yes, we do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> not, no. I agree. I'm going to say September next year. We get no, it. No, I actually I actually thought GTA 5 on Switch. Oh. <laughs> well, my goodness, <laughs> no, I felt so like judged. <laughs> um, Is that? I, I mean, like the language of this, uh, them drumming up excitement. I suppose about the financial year kind of sounded like this was going to be a major sort of thing. Like, do you, do you really think they'd get all that excited about GTA Five coming to the nah, Switch? I'm just um, throwing something different out there for the <laughs> sake of entertainment. It's been ten- a tough week. <laughs> yeah. James is uh, is battling through COVID right now, guys. He's doing he's As doing very well. He's delirious. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I actually <laughs> thought when we were talking about Zelda, you were going to tear into me about my tweet saying that Jedi Survivor is still the better game. Oh uh, yeah, I I was thinking of, I did think about it, but um, <laughs> it's been a, people want to yeah, see you like fight. I'm yeah, going to yeah. conserve my energy to get through this week. Maybe next week. <laughs> We're going to have Game of the Year debates later. We don't need to have it today. Absolutely. Brody, is GTA 6 coming out next year? No, I'm going to push it out to March of the following year just because okay. of right. mine and Shannon's bet. I need the time. I need what the was time. your bet? I can't remember that. That it's the new Bioshock will come out before oh. the new GTA. Oh, yeah. And seeing as we haven't heard a fucking thing about <laughs> yeah. <the> Bioshock... Um, <laughs> I, I need the time. I need the buffer. <laughs> if it yeah. wasn't GTA 6, though, what would it be? Oh, it's got to be GTA 6. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a known quantity. Like, I feel like Trilogy didn't move units, so, like, old games don't, don't you know. Yeah. Unless it is online. GTA anymore. online for Switch. Streaming <laughs> only. Mm. 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 That, that Bioshock mm. release is kind of a another ace up... Uh, up the sleeve isn't it <laughs> that's not a, not a saying <laughs> i'm just saying 2k 2k have like a couple of tricks in their hat still with uh gta 6 and uh, tricks in their sleeves that was yeah. less of a saying less- <laughs> <laughs> some rabbits they got some rabbits in their hats you know they could pull got them out ice, some in their boots. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i just don't like think of 2k the same way i might like an ea or like an activision or whatever but like they yeah. are a major publisher that released some massive games, not to be undercounted. Um, Kieran, what about you? GTA Six next year? I'm gonna. I was just. I was just gonna say yes, but now I'm gonna say that they release like a big 2.0 or like a big, you know, next gen re-release of GTA Online next year as a base for releasing GTA Six the following year. 
Oh, okay. Uh, All right. Yeah, I can so, see that. And they'll announce so it, rather they'll than announce GTA... it at the PlayStation Showcase next week. Oh, <laughs> God. Oh, wow. Okay, calm down. <laughs> yeah. 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 Whoa, whoa, whoa. So what you're saying is, because obviously GTA Online kind of followed the release of GTA Five. Like, mm. the core game came out first. They kind of flipped that all around this time and do the big update to online first, and then the story comes later. Yeah. How right. would, that, would that work? They just changed the city entirely. Bang. New map. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. that, that's actually I think like that idea because then they kind of get everyone to move over to the new one. It's a cool yeah. idea. It's just yeah, it's bold. But then I mean, bold and beautiful. I just came it? up with it, so hopefully, <laughs> yeah, hopefully it's, it eventuates. I do, yeah. I do wonder though, like how many people would actually? I feel like GTA Online has kind of replaced the excitement for like GTA more broadly, like. When GTA V came out, everyone do- dove in, played the story, had fun in that sort of world. And then online kind of came around and changed a little bit, like what people define and think of GTA as being. So I wonder if the next iteration of online comes out, how many people actually bother to play the story when that rolls around. I kind of feel like if they want people to like learn those systems, meet some new characters, experience a new world, like... Do they care? Do the story. Buy shark bucks. And maybe they don't. Maybe, yeah, the money is just in the update. But also, you probably want to put it like you want to put a retail price to this, right? Like you want people to go out and buy things the opening weekend. If it's a an update to GTA Online, maybe that's not as meatier a sell. I'm Sorry, sure we're yeah. all gonna have. I'm sure. <laughs> maybe that's right. I just, <laughs> I just like wanted to be different. GTA, like a GTA 5.5. It's like an in between game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind oh, of had it's it's kind of had its gen updates though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll have plenty more to say about GTA Five or GTA Six and Five or Five Point Five, whichever GTA we're talking about now. Once we know more, maybe it's next week at the PlayStation Showcase. We'll have to find out. But now is the time for what the wiki, the Press Start Podcast Game Show, where the previous week's winner reads part of a Wikipedia page from an unknown game, and we, the contestants, must guess the game. A point is awarded for each correct guess with a round ending. After someone bags themselves two points, currently the leaderboard is Brody in the lead on 13 points, Kieran just behind on 12, myself and James tied in third with 11 points apiece, uh, Shannon on eight, and James W with nil point. But Kieran, you won last week, so the hosting duties are all at yours today. Take it away. All right. I um, I very quickly random game generated these, so apologies if they are too easy. Amazing. Well, no been themes anymore. Never do a theme anymore. No themes. We? No themes. Um, so it might first be a game. It might emerge. It, it could. We could link it together. Um, Crazy. Game, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the game is played from a third-person perspective. Throughout the single-player mode, players control the main character, a former NYPD detective. Nine years after the events of the second game, Brody. they find work as a... Pro- Brody. Max Payne 3? Wow. Whoa. You needed the bare minimum of information for that. <laughs> yeah, the confidence with you said that as well. That was awesome. He knew. Mm. Brody Howie. flying off. 14 points mm. is now on. Kieran, all yours. Could make it 16 if I get this point. <laughs> True. We do a water well, bonus no, I'm, point I'm if you changing, clean sweep. I'm changing what game I say next because <laughs> this one straight away. The amount of match fixing that goes on. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, 
The game is an adventure game played from a third-person view, which is subject to a set and controllable perspective. There are multiple playable characters who can die as the story continues without them. Uh, there is no game, o- game over message following a character's death. The right analog stick on the DualShock controller is used to interact with objects and observe Brody. one's surroundings. Oh, shit. Brody. Is it Until Dawn? No, it's not Until Dawn. Oh. Okay. Oh. Let me know in the paragraph. Via quick time events. Back. Okay. I wonder that was that was a, that was a paragraph over technically. So <laughs> I'll give you I'll give you like a few sentences. Via quick time events and dialogue decisions, the story will branch out depending on which choices are made. These can be viewed in a flow chart during and immediately Brody, after James. a given chapter. Oh, I feel God. like I feel like James got in there first. <laughs> Do you, do you not? It had to, no, it had to be your call. It sounded even Stevens from my okay. end. Although we'll find out what happens when I load the audio tracks into the edit, maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I feel like it's going to go back to the... J- James is a 50-50 shot. I think it's one of two games, so... We're going to go back to the replay, James. Is it Detroit Become Human? It is Detroit Become Human. Oh. Yeah, good. About time ah. point. One of three games. <laughs> I was thinking Heavy Rain and be, uh, Beyond Two Souls. So. Mm. The flowchart was the cool This is the flowchart. Yeah, I, was like, I can't remember. The, yeah, the flowchart stumped me, but I didn't play Detroit Become Human. So there you go. Wow, okay. Well, well, well. Um, all right. We've got, we've got an action-adventure game set in an open-world environment and played from a third-person perspective where the player Ugh. controls a character and primarily interacts with the world of Empire City. Uh, Brody, oh, the character's powers ooh, are no. used for... Oh, no, you said powers. Brody? That threw me off. No, I'll abstain. Uh, I don't know Empire City. Well, I yeah. don't know the p- powers. You, f- you threw me. You threw me. Oh, Ewan! Ewan? Is this infamous? Yes, it is infamous. Ah. Let's go! Wow, one apiece. You could tell the me. Decide- you could see oh, me like decider. trying to fucking think about Empire City. All right. Okay. Huge. Um. All right. <laughs> this game's developers. <laughs> this game's developers drew influence from late 1990s Japanese popular culture, such as the rhythm game Parappa the Rapper and the anti-establishment themes in the film Fight Club. The environments were based on Tokyo shopping districts what? in Shibuya and Shinjuku with graffiti designed by artists including Eric Hayes. It was the first game to use a cel-shaded art style, developed oh. in response to the team's disappointment with the abundance of sci-fi and fantasy Sega games. Ewan. Ewan. Is this Jet Set Radio? Yes, it is. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, oh my God. They come from behind win. <laughs> Wowie. Well done. Who would have thought? Absolutely. If it wasn't for Kieran's interference, <laughs> maybe that would have played out very differently. Nah. Thank you, Kieran. <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, cool. So that was a bit of a shake-up to the scoring giving- then. Brody still in the lead on 14. Uh, Me just behind on 13 now. Kieran and James tied on 12. Shannon 8, James W 0. Spicy. Spicy. Good round of the wiki. I love it. And with that, let's bring an end to what was this week's episode of the Press Up Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Subscribe to us on Listener or the podcast service of your choice. Follow us at press.au and visit the site at press.com.au. We've been joined today by James. Yes. 
I'm on Twitter at jamsatjmz. Also joining us today was Brody. Thank you. You can follow me on most things at Brody underscore DG. And last but not least, hosting with the wiki today, it was Kieran. Uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter at hashbrown, H-A-S-H underscore B-R-A-U-N. And I've been your host, Ewan Roxburgh. You can follow me on Twitter at Ewan underscore Roxburgh. Thanks again for tuning in. And until next time, happy gaming. Bye. 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 Bye.